0: for the sermon this morning is hebrews 13 verse 17 and there the spirit says the following obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account let them do this with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. So far the text. Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're about to witness the ordination of three office bearers this morning, three leaders for this congregation. Is it still appropriate in our day An age to submit to leaders, submit to leaders in the church. You know that there are people today who figure that the whole phenomenon of office bearers and leaders over you is something that belongs to ancient patriarchal times when it was normal for some to have the say over others. But nowadays, everybody is equal And they're able to determine for themselves what, even what God wants from them, right? You make your own choices in life and you're not going to necessarily let somebody else tell you what to do and what not to do. What right or authority do they have to tell you what you may and may not do? Because after all, we're all sinful people. And they too are sinful people like everybody else, right? Well, this morning, let's not listen to how people reason or feel in today's culture. Because that doesn't, the culture of today doesn't decide what we as Christians believe and how we act, right? The Bible is our norm, And let's listen to what the Bible says about this, specifically in our text for the sermon this morning, and I preached to you the word of God in that text with this theme, Obey your leaders in the church. And we see that the text speaks about two things in connection with that, why we need to obey them, and secondly, how we need to obey them. First, why we need to obey. Obey your leaders and submit to them, it says at the beginning of our text, Obey them. Submit. Another translation has, listen to your leaders and follow their orders. The congregation, you understand that those who rule over you in the text are in particular the elders and also the deacons. They need to be obeyed and submitted to, according to our text. Why, you might ask? Because those brothers are so capable or empathetic or because they agree with your way of thinking or because you like them, they agree with you or you like their family or so. But you and I know that the men who are in office now and the ones who are being ordained to office this morning are men with sins and weaknesses too, like everybody else. In fact, if we think about them longer, we might think, why should I listen to him? Why should I obey him? Submit to him. He's not perfect either. But the text doesn't mention ability or piety or empathy as reasons why you need to obey and submit to your leaders at all. The reason the spirit gives in the text is for they are keeping watch over your souls. That's the reason. You need to submit to them. They're keeping watch over your souls. In other words, they have been appointed as watchmen, your watchmen, to watch over the well-being and the safety of your souls. We know about watchmen from the Old Testament. There were a lot of dangers from enemies and raiders in ancient times. So every city had men who were appointed to keep their ears and eyes open day and night to make sure that no harm came to the people of the city. Well, in the Old Testament, God also appointed watchmen to watch over the spiritual well-being of his people. We read part of Ezekiel 33 where the Lord says to the prophet, after describing the watchmen of those days in the normal cities of those times, he, he says to the prophet Ezekiel, I'm going to appoint you as a spiritual watchman for my people. And he says in verse 7, So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. Being appointed a spiritual watchman over God's people was a very responsible task then. Because you, watched, you watch over their souls. Listen to what Ezekiel was supposed to do as spiritual watchman over Israel. Stated by the Lord in uh, ver- verse 8. Of, of Ezekiel 33. He says there, If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to him to warn the wicked to turn from his way, that wicked person shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hands. So Ezekiel, a spiritual watchman, had a very serious task. He had to urgently warn God's people who had fallen into sin about the big danger they were putting themselves into. He was to encourage, but also to warn. His task was to watch out for the spiritual welfare of God's covenant people. And the Lord warned Ezekiel, if he didn't do that, if he didn't watch over their spiritual for their spiritual good, then those people would end up dying in their sins... And he would bear the responsibility for that. Very sharp. So then you see that watching over the souls, over the spiritual well-being of God's people is a very serious and responsible task, brothers. Office bearers need to keep their eyes and ears open, know what's going on in the lives of the people in their wards, and that's why they need to make home visits and other visits too. Deacons visit, get to know the people under their care as elders and as deacons. They have to pay attention to the spiritual advancement, well-being, health of those under their care. In good times, in bad. Times of joy and times of sorrow. Watch over the souls of those under their care like shepherds looking after the lives of the sheep they have under their care. In the past... It used to be asked, how, how is it with your soul? That's actually a good question for an office bearer to ask. How is your soul today? How is it with your soul? Because that's an office bearer's God-given task as watchman, to look after the souls of God's people. And souls are important because souls are created for eternity. Our souls pull our bodies along, too, like a truck pulls its trailer along. When the truck arrives at the destination, the trailer will be there, too. And on the other hand, if the truck drives off the cliff, the trailer follows it over the cliff, too, into destruction. So the inner soul has everything to do with the outer life and vice versa, too. So the watchers over the souls of God's people have the duty to watch over you and your families. Spiritual well-being, but then also to look at your life. How you live. All those things have to do with your relationship with the Lord. You can't say, well, this part has nothing to do with my relationship with the Lord. It all has to do... With your spiritual well being. And if you think about a congregation, it's actually a wonderful thing that the Lord then gives you office bearers, that He gives you spiritual watchmen, right? That He shows His love and concern for you when He appoints men to look after your spiritual and also your physical well being as His people. He made you His own, He gave His life for you, body and soul. And he doesn't want you to be captured by the devil, to be taken away from him and all he has obtained for you. And then you never have to struggle with all the ups and downs of life alone either. The Lord's watchmen are there to care about you, to encourage you to stay close to the Lord in time of difficulty. Imagine that Satan came at you with temptations which you aren't able to withstand. And you became stuck in a certain sin in your life. A certain way of thinking or acting. What a blessing then. That there are watchmen here. To admonish you. To see that. Watch out for that. And to, to admonish you. Encourage you. Guide you. So that you don't lose everything you have in Christ. Deacons also to show mercy to you, to comfort you. Your Savior's love for you is so intense that he appointed men to look after your spiritual well-being. So your soul doesn't end up leaving the good road, going off a cliff, causing body and soul to be lost forever. Forever. He set them over you to ensure that you stay safe, close to him, redeemed you body and soul with his precious blood and appointed those watchmen so you don't end up in the power of the evil one and that you don't end up uncomforted so that, that you don't lose him. So obey them, submit to them, says the text. And you realize then two congregation office bears don't watch over us just because it's their hobby to watch what goes on in everybody's life. No, they're, they're called and appointed by the Lord to do that. Just listen, later on in the form for ordination, it says, that, well, the first question that's asked is this. First, you feel in your hearts that God himself through his congregation has called you to these offices. The Lord God himself gives them this task of being watchmen over us, and they acknowledge that he has appointed them to that responsible task. They're answerable to him. He's the one who set them there. So why are we to obey our leaders, the office bearers of the congregation? Because they've been appointed to be watchmen over our souls by the Lord himself. Because the text says too then as men who must give account they have to give account to the one who appointed them that's the way it works because they work for the Lord they're his servants they're answerable to him and therefore they also come in his name too when they come to you and that means Office bearers and brothers about to be ordained to office, you're bound to the word of the one who appointed you. You're bound to his word. You are to be obeyed, not because of your personality, or because you're so wise, or because of your office itself, but because of the word of God which you bring. And that means that you're called not to promote yourself, and your own opinions and ideas, but your Master, the Lord Jesus Christ, and His Word. And congregation, when office bearers then come with the Word of the Master, then they truly do represent Christ, and you're under serious obligation to obey them, as the Spirit says in the text, and to submit to them. And when you do so, you're obeying and submitting to Christ Himself. I'm afraid we don't always see it that way, and sometimes, you know, we think and act as as if the office in the church is a kind of some human institution, some democratic idea or so. And then we see Jeff or Marnix or Nick and so on coming to you, but we forget it's actually the Lord coming to us in these men when they come in their office. And when they warn us about something, we can think, sure, you can talk easy. You don't have a clue. Look at yourself. But then we lose sight of the offices the Lord instituted for the good of his church. And then we lose, in fact, we lose sight of the Lord who appointed them to these offices. And the fact that he sends them to to us for our good, to protect us, to keep us close to him. Savior of our souls. Brothers and sisters, young people, boys and girls, obey and submit to these men who the Lord sends to watch over your souls, over your life. For when you do that, you in fact obey and submit to Christ Himself. And we come then to our second point how? How to obey, how we are to obey these leaders. Congregation, the spirit in our text tells us that you need to obey and submit your leaders in such a way that you don't give them a difficult time in their work. Resist their work. Listen to what it says in the last part of our text again. It says there, let them do this with joy that watching over your souls. Let them do that with joy and not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. You need to keep these men happy in their work. You need to obey the office bearers so they're able to do their work not with sadness, groaning but joyfully. And that's beneficial for you, our text says. If you make it hard for your office bearers, you're harming yourself. It's no advantage to you. After all, it's to everyone's benefit if the office bearers can do their work of watching over your soul's well. If they're given the room to do that, your well-being, your life, your growth in the Lord is positively affected by that. So you need to do everything in your power to make sure the elders and the deacons here can do their work, not with sadness, frustration, but with joy. How do we do that? How? In the first place, by respecting them as appointed by your Savior himself and valuing what they say in the name of their master. The work of an office bearer is hard enough. They, they can't just visit people they want to visit in their wards, the, the nice people and so on. And they can't just discuss the things they want to talk about with everybody, the, the, the topics that they're interested in. No, they have to come to everyone, and in particular to those whose souls are in danger. And then they have to bring that word of their master and that might not always be a very nice thing. Not an easy thing. Not easy to know how to comfort or encourage with that word all the time. Many an elder wonders, what am I, how am I going to express this? What am, I going to, what, what am I going to read from God's word? How can I apply this? And sometimes they have to say things from the word that are difficult. That the people, the hearers might not want to hear. Because that word is a two-edged sword. Cuts both ways. But you need to be open and receptive to what the office bearers say. On behalf of their master. And submit to them then. Like the confessing members promise when they make... Profession of their faith. The last question in the form for Public Profession of Faith is this. Do you promise to submit willingly to the admonition and discipline of the church? And then we're thinking of the office bearers here in particular. If it may happen, and may God graciously prevent it, that you become delinquent either in doctrine or conduct. Or it can be hard on an office bearer when a church member continues to resist the call to repent from a sin when there's no fruits of faith and repentance in the life of a church member that he's been working with. He sounds the trumpet of warning, but the person ignores that trumpet warning. And then it can look as if an office bearer is fighting a losing battle for that person's soul and well-being, spiritual well-being. And that can be terribly discouraging for him, frustrating. He talks a number of times, reasons, explains from the word, but nothing changes. The church member goes his or her own way and they say, well, that's your opinion. It's not mine. Or they say, yeah, you're right, but they just refuse to change. Or worse, they simply don't want to talk to the office bearer. Get out of my face. The work of an elder can be hard like that or a deacon too. Sometimes someone may not like to hear have the deacon coming to help and comfort. It's hard to accept help. Want to, not want to hear the advice of the deacons. This is how you ought to do it. An office bearer can be burdened, can groan because of that kind of response. And then he sees Satan at work. He sees Satan causing one of God's children to stumble then. He has concern for their souls. He sees someone who has all the rich promises of the gospel, turning away from it and exchanging it for things that are not good for his or her soul. And that's not easy to see. It causes grief. And if it causes the Lord representative grief and frustration, imagine how the Lord himself feels about that. The point is that you really value the, sal- if you value the salvation of your soul. Then you need to respect those whom the Lord has appointed to watch over your soul too. Brothers and sisters, boys and girls, we, we help faithful office bearers and ourselves by obeying them and submitting to them. Then we submit to the word they bring, the word of the Lord and the Lord himself. And you do that by making time for them to do their work too. You know, sometimes they have a hard time even arranging a visit. Sometimes people can be so busy with all kinds of things and it seems as if they're way down in the order of priorities somewhere. Sorry, can't meet then because that's a night I play sports and I can't meet then because I was going to do this or that. Are, are sports or other outings really more important than meeting with the men who the eternal Savior has appointed to watch over your soul? And then it's important when you do meet that you be open and honest to the point and to the point with them. It's so frustrating for office bearers if they only get half the story. Or if they only they get evasive answers to their questions. How can the men Christ sends to watch over our souls do their work effectively if we keep things hidden from them? We resist them in their work then, in fact. If we're not open and honest about our lives, about what's in our hearts... We also help the office bearers in their work by accepting them positively as Christ's ambassadors to us. It's easy to criticize. Office bearers are not perfect people. They have sins and shortcomings. They sometimes don't understand right away. They can sometimes open the word of God in a clumsy way, and they can struggle to find the right words to say to us or to God in prayer. And then then it's easy to brush their admonitions or encouragements aside. Ah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Just ignore them. Congregation, that's, that's a serious thing. A Christian doesn't focus on weaknesses either then, but focuses on the words and wisdom of God that still sounds through, even if the office bearer has a hard time interacting. Respect him because he is God's ambassador to you. And submit to him, not because of who he is or or so, but because of who sent him. And have patience with his weaknesses then too. It can be, for instance, that somebody thinks they're not receiving the attention they could expect from the office bearers. I never see him. Well, what do you do then? Complain? Criticize? No, you can go to the office bearers yourselves too and openly explain what you're struggling with. Understand that they might not understand. That's how how you can help the office bearers in their work. And and also benefit yourselves. With a word of thanks. Too. Because an office bearer. Has joy in his task. When also he is thanked. For what he does and says. And do you pray for your ward elder? Pray for the elders of the church and the deacons. Congregation, office bearers are about to uh, men are be uh, about to be ordained as watchers over your souls here this morning. Receive them as men appointed by the Lord for the good of your soul to watch over your soul. What a blessing! That the Lord gives the congregation men to watch out for your spiritual well-being. What a blessing that is. You're not left on your own in the battle against the devil and his dominion. That, that ever-present pressure. You're not left on your own. Your Savior himself has assigned men to watch over you on his behalf. Obey them, submit to them, and give them joy in their work. And brothers in office and brothers about to be ordained to office, your task as elders and deacons is a big responsibility. Don't forget you're accountable to him in your office. You work for the master. He will want to have an accounting from you. And that makes it a very responsible task. Watching over the souls of those who he has given his life for. It's a, A very responsible thing, but also a beautiful calling. You work directly for him then, for the Savior of the world. You're not working for the church, for the people, you're working for him. And he who called you to this task, this responsible task, also promises to stand by you then. He won't let you go on your own. Call on him, look to him in your work as elder or deacon, Have heart for his people. Bring his word. And he'll bless your work too. And make you a blessing for his people here. Amen. Congregation, let's sing in response to the proclamation. Hymn 61.